This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by StoryLab at the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Hi, everybody from the University of West Florida's Innovation Institute. I'm Christian Garman. Today, I'll be talking with Dr. John Bratton, the Associate Professor and Chair from the Department of Anthropology about technology and searching for history underwater. Hello, Dr. Bratton. Good morning. I would assume that like everything else, the amazing advances in technology have only helped someone in your field. It must be a little easier anyway to find amazing shipwrecks and the like underwater. It certainly helps. There's still a lot of work. That you, <laughs> it's not easy. You have to put into it for sure. It's not easy. I, back when in the 90s, we were working with a, a device that's called a magnetometer, mm-hmm. sensitive to the Earth's magnetic field, and it had a little red LED screen and it had a thermal paper printout. But at the time, we thought that was the latest and greatest thing. And, and today, that seems so funny. We didn't even have GPS. Today, we have mm. GPS. That's probably one of the most useful things to get us back to where it is that we found something. Yeah, it's like you don't you don't wake up the next day thinking where were we again? Darn it! <laughs> no, and we used to have to take range markers from shore and uh, think, well, this is pretty close to where we were. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't have to do that anymore. What about ways that technology may have hurt? I, I would imagine that because of GPS and the like, it's easier now for people who aren't maritime archaeologists to come across things and and not have to necessarily go through uh, someone like you. Is that true? No, it is true. And the the price has dropped a lot on things. Any, anybody can have a GPS, but uh, the things that we use to look for shipwrecks, the magnetometers I mentioned, but there's side scan sonar. And uh, you can actually go to a fishing store today and buy a depth finder, but it's actually showing you the profile of the bottoms hmm. now. These fish finders have really – the technology of them has proved that they're almost like side scan sonar. So in some ways, that's aided treasure hunters. But uh, Is that a thing? I mean is that a you – know, are there quote-unquote you know, sort of amateur archaeologists out there just looking? And if, if so, how frequently do they find something that you guys are like, darn it, how would they get that? You know? <laughs> Well, there's a lot of water, and so I, I don't know how frequent it is. They're probably more interested in finding something to go fishing at. But mm. but occasionally someone might find something like that, and uh, and hopefully and, – and it happens too – is that they'll tell us, hey, we saw something that showed up on our screen. And, you know, maybe you guys would come and take a look at it. And that's actually helped us find shipwrecks before. I'm sure that it has. Yeah, I would think that that probably happens more than than, than trying to you know, keep it for themselves uh, is that they're, they're, they're trying to help. And that's a good question. If someone – because we happen to live here in northwest Florida in an area where it's not that crazy to think you might come across some really significant piece of history. What do you do? If I were to – me and my buddies are out on a boat and find something, do, I can call you. But what, what do people do? Well, that's what you should do is uh, report it and uh, certainly you can tell us about it and we'll go out there and and maybe take our field school students out there and we're going to take a look at it and and not disturb it. If it's uh, it's an actual historical site and it's in Florida state waters, it belongs to the state of Florida and Mm. it is protected. And and so we would encourage people, yeah, report it but don't bother it. Do you know of – can you think of an example where where somebody – found something that ended up being pretty significant? Sure. Um, We worked on a vessel that was a really nice example of a snapper fishing vessel. And it it was found out where uh, a crabber was setting his traps and then he saw this, but he reported to us. And so we named it Hamilton Shipwreck. We named it after him. Oh, cool. And uh, at the time, but it was a really 
great example of the structure of the ship laying on its side when we had time to go out there. Now, he could see very little. He just could tell from the shape in the water and the kind of the way this, the sand was stained that you know, he was right on with his identification. What a neat example because uh, it, it paid off nicely for him by doing the right thing because he got the thing named after him. He did. Cool. Dr. John Bratman, I always appreciate talking to you. Very interesting stuff. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. For more golf stories, visit uwf.edu slash golf stories.